Hey everybody and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. And uh, before we get going here, I just want to thank a lot of people that are listening um, that, you know, may, you know, may, may have heard stuff, you know, that I mentioned on the Dynamite show that I did with Jeff Hawkins or seen, you know, what I posted on Twitter and stuff. Situation with my wife. Um, she's at home. She's recovering. Um, doing okay. Uh, you know, she's got a long road ahead of her, but, uh, you know, hopefully she'll be fine. And, uh, you know, it's I got to step it up a bit as a husband but uh i'm gonna do that and i'm still uh i'm still on my road to wrestlemania believe it or not uh she's insisting that i go we have adult children here that are gonna kind of check in on her and everything so she'll be okay but me and emily i've been looking forward to this trip for a long time so we are going and uh, i wanted to also mention speaking of wrestlemania that it's a big week here at fight game media um we are covering wrestlemania in a big big way uh you can check out the fight game media twitter um it's got a schedule of all the different things we're doing this week i know a lot of people uh, you know that listen to this maybe aren't wrestling fans and aren't terribly interested but a lot of people are uh you know this site covers uh, mma boxing pro wrestling and probably has its base in pro wrestling so a lot of wrestling fans as well and and uh, we're going to have special shows. We're going to have stuff on the video channel, on the Patreon, on the free feed. I'm going to be in Dallas live. So I'm going to be you know, trying to chip in on maybe a couple shows if I can get to a mic or and or a camera and give my live perspective. Ryan, you're there in Dallas, but you're not going, right? You may not even be in town from what you told me a couple weeks ago. I'm definitely not going into any wrestling stuff. I just, I got too much going on, going on in life. And, and, and there's nothing in town. WWE doesn't interest me these days. And, and the only thing that really interests me uh, conflicts with some conflicts with something I'm having to do Friday night. So unfortunately the one thing I would want to go to, I can't. So, it's just kind of okay. Like, I I kind of thought maybe you'd go to Bloodsport on Thursday. No, oh no, I'm I'm busy Thursday as well. But okay. our, our okay. ring yeah. ring ring of Connor, as I like to call it, call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that at least would have interested me just just to see the new stuff, and I could have gone for <laughs> for a comp ticket, gotten a comp ticket, and all that. But I'm, well, I am I, trying. I am trying, but I'm. I don't know who to contact, so I may just buy a ticket. Um, I'm. I'm thinking like the AEW, but I haven't heard that officially. So, and I have that contact information. I have some friends. I also made some enemies by making a comment about Ring of Honor. So, it may not be the best time in the world to be asking for favors from them. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if WrestleMania wasn't two days, I would probably. If it was still a single day, I would more than likely yeah. go to wrestlemania i just i can't do two days of that uh, yeah uh, of it there's just i mean there's just uh weekends are are always a rough time for me even though there's no ufc this weekend but but you know sunday's usually a family kind of kind of thing so sure. it's just it's one of it's just uh, and plus like i said uh, you know people who see me talk about wrestling on on twitter and even the little bits pieces we mentioned here like just uh, nothing wwe just really interests me the the point even like even like i could go for free and i don't really want to so it's just fair enough, fair one enough. Of those things. i actually 
I actually may have an extra ticket because like I said, my wife was originally supposed to come and she's not now. So, um, I, uh, you know, I may be, may even put it out there. Uh, if anybody, <laughs> if I change my mind, I'll let you know for that. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Let me know. Cause I got, I got, and I, I assume they're going to be nice tickets. I don't know. I, I won't know till I get there, but, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to it though. I think I'm going to take Emily to WrestleCon and, you know, meet, meet some wrestlers. And I think some of them even want to meet her. So, um, you know that, that could be fun and i'll get a lot of pictures and all that so yeah. so that that's what it's all about yeah, it's all about the kids and the, right? and the weather this weekend down here is supposed to be supposed to be really good so you know you're coming yeah i saw that like probably 70 like mid 70s uh yeah 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 about yeah about mid 70s yeah. low low 80s on sunday no no real rain until monday so yeah the weather's supposed to be good down here and we're and we're leaving first thing Monday, so it's yeah. um yeah it's it's, uh, it's mid definitely going to be here. It's de- yeah, it's definitely cooler going to be cooler this weekend than it was this past the past weekend here. So that's probably good news for perfect for some of some of the northerners who who aren't used to Texas heat. Honestly, I was looking forward to, you know, like being in the 80s. I was going to bring the kids downtown to uh, the, the sprinklers, you know, out, out around the, um, you know, the plaza and everything over there. We I have good memories of last time in Texas and it was in the 90s and we the kids were running through the speakers. I got some great pictures and stuff. So or the speakers, the sprinklers. But uh, yeah, so that's WrestleMania. A um, lot, lot of stuff uh, you can check out on, on the group or, you know, even if you're not interested, maybe just, you know, give a couple of shows a listen because. A lot of people are really pumped up about uh, a lot of stuff here. A lot of uh, things going on for wrestling and uh, MMA fans. And again, not a lot of UFC or not a lot of MMA going on this weekend, at least in terms of UFC. There are some other shows that we'll get into, um, you know, that may be of interest, you know, some former UFC people fighting in them. But uh, so first off, uh, we have to talk about, and it's funny because really when I was looking at this, there was nothing that really stuck out other than a bunch of stuff that, you know, are kind of all similar. So we kind of just loop them all together and say, we, we got to talk about some of these legal problems that these stars are getting into. Um, uh, Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor, and uh, most recently Chael Sonnen. Um, why don't we start with Chael? Because I honestly, I got to be honest with you, like I've been so focused on the stuff going on with my wife the last few days. I'm completely in the dark on what's going on with Chael, other than I know he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. These are always some of my favorite we have to talk about segments is when fighters are in trouble because because it can just, <laughs> you know, aside from the Kane Velasquez situation, but but stuff like mm-hmm. stuff like this ha- happened this past week, you know, where you could kind of just in the end make fun of everybody involved except for except for the Chael situation, but like the Connor situation, the Masvidal Colby situation and in the end you can kind of just make fun of everybody so so that's a that's why I have fun with these but the Chell one seems to be the most serious most serious uh, if, you, if people remember uh, December he got arrested and released because of you know due to some wild brawl that happened in a hotel in Las Vegas nobody really knew the story story because charges weren't pressed were pressed so everybody just figured like you know some of the some of these other fighters, like Brendan Schaub, put out stories that they that they claim to hear that that some people attacked Chell's wife, and Chell was defending her honor, honor, and all that. Well, this past week, Chell was sued by two of the people who were involved in it, and kind of the more of the story from their side kind of came out. They claim that they 
Ran into Sonnen in the hallway, who was bloodied up and drunk and incoherent, and he just randomly started to attack the attack them and just uh, was beating them up. Beat up a couple other people that came along. Beat up some security guards, if I remember cor- correctly. I'm just going off the story. I don't have anything yeah. pulled up in front of me. In front of me, and it turns out Chell's wife was uh, in their hotel room at the Four Seasons at the Mandalay Bay there in Vegas. Uh, she she was, she was bruised and bloodied, but claimed that nothing happened. I don't, you know, who, who knows? We'll just, we'll not get into, not get into that. But, uh, yeah, apparently, you know, Chell, you know, was drunk and supposedly, you know, on Ambien and other stuff, other stuff. So he probably was blacked out had no idea what the hell what the hell he was doing doing especially when you're you know yeah. beating up like you know seven eight people including security guards like he was manhandling everybody and just being sued and he's probably gonna lose every job he has left you know definitely the espn jobs yeah and, and he's he was still yeah, on him as Bellator. A, last week but i mean i'm assuming I'm assuming, you know, especially when, you know, that more of this comes out that he's going to end up losing all of his jobs. So. So I remember when this originally happened and and the kind of the narrative that was out there was that he had been defending his wife and and people were comparing him to John Jones and saying, like, John Jones got in trouble for hitting his his wife or his girl, you know, fiance. And meanwhile, Chael was actually defending or that's what people were claiming at the time. And now it seems that that may not have been the case. And it's funny because I'm looking at a tweet that John Jones made right after this happened in December. And he said, Chael Sonnen, I'm not going to sit here and celebrate you getting battery charges against a female last night. That would make me like you. And I'm nothing like you. Instead, I wish your family well and I wish the victim's family well. And it's like, oh, my goodness, when you get schooled by John jo- by John Jones, you got you got problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jones was gracious there. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe he was sanctimonious. Like, I don't know, but it was pretty, you know, there's nothing wrong there that he said. I, I know John tweeted after after this came out the other day, but I'm sure I don't even know if they're still up. You know, John, we know John yeah. likes to tweet and delete delete. So, yeah, so I don't know if they're still up. Well, this but... one's still there. This one's still oh, yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm reading yeah. it right now. Yeah, so. these were from a couple of days ago. So if they're not a yeah, yeah, if they're not up. There, then he did the old tweet and delete that he likes to do, but but yeah, Chael definitely can never say anything about John Jones again, again. But no, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, and we don't amazingly, know the, John Jones took the high road. Yeah, so. we don't know the whole. Uh, <laughs> If he's deleted the tweets that he saw, he didn't necessarily take the high road. We'll put it to you that way. Well, he took the high road in December. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, not. Maybe not this week. So yeah. this week he had to gloat a little bit. I and to be honest, I've probably done the same. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, we don't know the whole story. You know, his wife claimed that True. he's never yeah. put his hands on her, but it's kind of a it's a weird situation. And I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe Chell got into a fight. A fight with somebody else beforehand and him and his wife and these were completely different yep. people who who knows the story you know so so as far as we know that these people were just headed to their room and chell was in the hallway drunk and incoherent and they were just trying to pass on by and he started attacking them so that's all we know about this part yeah yeah and then uh you know of course uh i guess um and you know just a little bit conor mcgregor i mean it's not a huge story but he got arrested for reckless driving in ireland uh i think i i think i read somewhere like driving like 115 and like a 55 zone or something like that 
um, you know, whatever it's Connor uh, on the list of, <laughs> on the list, you know, reckless driving is still bad, especially yeah. with the point you get arrested and your car's impounded yeah. and you have to be bailed out. But on the, but like, if you were to take the list of things Connor McGregor has done, it'd be low on the list of bad things he's done. Yeah. Still bad, but I mean, he's, he's done far worse. And, and so yeah. it's, just, it's just like, it didn't happen the day after the Masvidal Colby thing. So, so, I mean, and, you know, yeah. Con- Connor just you know can't let can't let anybody steal the headlines from him. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's like oh geez, I, yeah, because uh, Jorge, I, I guess I don't know. So what's the deal? Like I read I'd re- at first, I thought I think when we were talking about it, he like I guess he hasn't got charged yet. Oh, he's been he, yeah, he's yes, he probably gonna get charged. Yeah, he's he's oh, he been arrested. Been he's been arrested, charged, and released. Okay, so I knew he was arrested. I thought he wasn't charged, but no, he was no, charged. It, no, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That, that's the only way you can arrest him is with, when you're actually charges okay. have been filed. Okay. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Okay. Well, no, I mean, you can put someone in custody and bring him in for questioning and then release them without but, charges, but that's not what happened here. Yeah, no, no. They, they, okay. They, All right. Colby press charges, which, sure which, I mean, okay. we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little, a little well, bit. I, I think, think we I, did. We did. It happened during, it happened while we were recording last week. We didn't have the whole, we didn't have the whole story, but yeah, Colby was at. Oh, at, I thought it was two weeks ago. Are no, you sure it, was, it wasn't two weeks ago? No, it was last Monday because then he was. Okay. Because he was rested on Wednesday. So. Uh, You're right. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I, I talked about this with uh, Garrett, I think. And so am I, and, and it's been a long week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I, yeah I, I talked about it with Garrett on yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember getting the text message while we were recording. It was near the end of our show, like gotcha. last week. But uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Colby was in Miami partying with Bob Minery, the Nelk Boys. They were very, they were very made it very clear where they were at Miami in Miami. So, so and Colby was apparently yeah. carrying around a King of Miami belt that may that he may or may not have had made himself. And he's been talking since the Masvidal fight about about you know still saying that if I see you in the street, it's on. So a lot of this is Colby still instigating stuff. And Masvidal knew where he was, came up, you know, punched him, punched him in public. Colby might have broken his watch. That seemed to be the thing he was most mad about, you know, chipped a tooth. But uh, Colby press charges. Uh, I mean, this is the third time. This is the third time that uh, Colby's been attacked in public by another fighter or a fighter manager, and all three times he's tried to press ca- charges, and this is the first time that it's actually stuck. But uh, but that says a lot about Colby Covington too that he's gonna yep. constantly talk about all this public about how I, if I see you in public, it's on, and instigate people into attacking them and only to press charges. It kind of says a lot about Colby Covington as a person that he's gonna you know that he's gonna be a fighter and then do stuff like that that and stuff like that and try to get people you know he's just a troll troll i mean i mean look at chris rock chris rock gets slapped in on a national public <laughs> national public for you know talking for doing the same kind of shit that colby covington was talking about a man's family family and chris rock you know said oh well no big deal you know brushed it off yeah. brushed it off and here's colby you know wanting to press charges because oh, his watch is broke and then you know it's funny that he's complaining about his ninety thousand dollar rolex you know maybe the the wristband is broke on it you know and all these stories about him not paying his coaches are are out there so it's just Ooh. it just everything makes <laughs> 
this whole situation, yeah, I mean, Masvidal doesn't look good because he shouldn't, you know, in public, you're a fighter, you shouldn't attack another fighter. But then again, at least he's attacking a, another fighter and just, you know, it doesn't make, doesn't make either guy look good. But, uh, but yeah, Colby, <laughs> Colby just, I mean, you know, the whole, I think, everybody, it, I think if everybody says the, says the thing, says the phrase, talk shit, get hit. And if he's going to keep running his, running his mouth, you know, it's, it's going to, hurt him like this yeah i i'd say uh, there's there's a couple things i'll say here um if Col if colby and uh jorge fight in an octagon a uh, uh, hundred times colby's gonna win like 95 times but if they if they fight in the street and if there's no repercussions for jorge masvidal colby very likely may not make it out of the fight no, <laughs> like no. you know um yeah like they, he's messing somewhere where he shouldn't be messing here and at some point he's going to say the wrong thing to the wrong person and it's not going to end well for him yeah um, you know, you know they, like yeah like a, he's he's asking for trouble yeah, in a safe space like an octagon with rules and regulations yeah. and referees and people watching watching over you and all this timed timed stuff like like he's gonna have no problem but you know when there's when it's outside and he's and he's and he's making a big deal. Basically, he's basically being asked to be attacked outside of the cage. Like, you know, it's going to end badly for him because as good, as great of a fighter as he is, is inside the octagon. He doesn't come off as somebody who's going to be like a street fighter, like a Masvidal or a Diaz or, no. or, you know, even some of these, you know, some of these MMA tough, tough guys that we see as great fighters inside. I mean, they're some of these guys. Will, I mean, I think Habib and all that would probably be beat the shit out of him too. Oh, on the streets I mean. as well. And, and like well so some of these guys like they might show up with a weapon you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. he's 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 barking up the wrong trees yeah here. yeah i'm not well, saying he deserves it yeah but you know I he's kind of asking for yeah, it yeah or i mean and he's asking for it from just anybody associated with those people yes I mean, that's what any, i mean i'm not just, even necessarily talking about like yeah i mean or just you know, random hamzat for instance or just, yeah or hamzat just, looks like a bad dude yeah or just random <laughs> like, or just random people yeah because you know random yeah you know, random yeah. fans like what you, you know yeah some crazed dustin poirier fan may it may attack him for oh. call, for talking about dustin poirier's daughter like you know it's just yeah just you know just he's got to stop this shit that's yeah. all um and and you also mentioned in your column uh, just a little bit about nate diaz another one of our favorites on this segment he's he's threatening to retire uh, he's asking for his release, you know, the the latest, okay. the latest on the saga. I mean, and just, you know, he wants to fight. He wants to finish his contract. UFC wants to keep him. It's just the whole, you know, run, run around. I mean, I guess they, I guess they're trying to ice him to maybe do, do Diaz McGregor three. But uh, I mean, a few weeks ago, Dana White was talking about how he felt like he felt confidence that Nate was going to sign a new deal. But so, I mean, it's Nate. It's the Diaz boys. You really yeah. never know the truth of what's going on on there. All I know they is they could fight. I mean, they could fight this year. They could fight in. 2026 yeah. you know like we don't we don't know and yeah i mean for I me that... i'm getting to the point with these guys where they when they sign a fight that's when i start paying attention until yeah, then, it's, it's all white noise <laughs> i did like i did like nate's tweeting during the week about everybody getting arrest, arrested and all that because no matter what you say about at least nate like he mm -hmm. never gets into public trouble public trouble and some of this some of the stuff that he was going on about about you know you fool stop getting arrested and all that so he 
had some good quality stuff during the week during all this legal shit that happened on Monday and Tuesday. You know, it's funny that it happened between guys. He's always beefing with Jorge, Connor, Colby. So, yeah, well, I'll, you know, I may go back and read some of that because, like I said, I've been kind of off the grid a little bit this week. Uh, but speaking of this week, we had uh, another great show. Um, UFC uh, Fight Night on ESPN uh, from Columbus. Uh, another sold out event. Um, I uh, I said Garrett Gonzalez actually wrote a column this week. He never writes columns, but he had uh, the crossover and he talked a little bit about UFC and how hot it is in terms of, uh, you know, especially in ticket sales. Um, they are going on what well 13 months or 12 months now of no unsold tickets they've sold out every single event i did some math and you can correct me if i'm wrong but tell me if this doesn't sound right they're averaging about 18,500 fans a show and about just under a six million dollar gate is what they're averaging and that includes two fight night shows um that is since they came back to live fans last april um and uh you know it's just incredible and no one's really talking about it um because you know everyone says oh it's not as big as it was back in the day you know when they were on spike i got news for you they're way bigger now than they were when they were on spike it's just that a lot of the people that were hardcore fans back then came from wrestling and they kind of lost interest at some point, but it became a legitimate sport along the way. And it gets covered like a legitimate sport. And, you know, so now they're in with like the NFL, the NBA, major league baseball, you know, they're not competing with, you know, like, you know, um, indoor football and, um, you know, like, you know, indoor soccer and, you know, whatever else, the, the fringe sports they're they're in with the big boys now. And, uh, this, this past weekend was, uh, another evidence of that, um, with, you know, a big show from Columbus. Um, and uh, yeah. So before we just get into the show, like, wh- what are your thoughts on, on that in terms of, you know, how hot they are like over the last, you know, really probably the last two, two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, they're big ticket sellers. The sellers, of course, are right now. And, I mean, uh, yeah, this this gate did almost two, almost a $2 million gate for a fight night. The, far and away the largest Uf, U.S. fight night gate ever. Uh, hot ticket, I mean... I mean, I think I think they gained a huge amount of fans during the pandemic when they were one of the first sports to come back. It doesn't always show in vote viewership, but at the same time, there's so many different ways to consume consume this stuff. Everybody goes like, "Oh, this this you know this show didn't do a million viewers on on ESPN at you know this this time." time slot slot but nobody knows how many how many people people are watching on the espn plus because espn plus has something like 26 million million subscribers so you're talking about a potential audience of up to 26 million people who could be watching on that and a lot of people have cut cut espn out of their cable packages and just have gone to espn plus so whatever differences i personally like i i look at those numbers and and everybody everybody's just like oh they did 1.1 million for this show on espn blah 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 and i'm thinking like their real audience is probably at a minimum double that if you throw throw in the streaming number streaming numbers and possibly even triple that at least least, plus people who who can watch it later on espn plus so i I think they're really like they're a really hot ticket right now and uh yeah they need to get out of the apex this was another proof i do think some of this attendance and gate in columbus 
did did have to do with the fact that it was their first show there in 13 years and when they were going there for those three for those several straight years it was always one of their better drawing cities so i, th- I think there's i think there's some of it some of it has to do with you know it being the the right place and the right time kind of thing for for this for this show to draw as big as it did did but i mean they they can go anywhere and sell at least eight thousand tickets and get and if they want to they can get gates of a of you know a million dollars for these fight night fight night shows and i just don't i mean i don't understand why they don't want to do it right yet so fully yeah it's fully it's, it's just odd and then you know and then like even like with the crowd like the graphic for the first fight comes up and you can hear just the crowd yeah. going crazy yeah crazy and it beats just the silence of the apex and and honestly like when you watch these fights on saturday sorry this show is so much better with the crowd all because the fighters get more into it because there's actual noise going on instead of that silence of the apex where they're just seem to go through the motions so much now it's just it's just i mean i don't want to i'm a broken record on this on this i know calm and on this show but but i mean it's just we see we saw three out of four shows this past, this month with with big crowds and hot crowds and lots of noise and we're going to see Jacksonville's the same way and then we're going to go into at least yeah. a stretch of three shows back in the silence of the apex so yep. it's just it's i mean get get these shows on it's the, time on the, it's, it's time. time i i get i get the whole thing like you still don't know overseas and what ke- what helps keep these markets drawing well is not going there constantly you're not burning out you're not wwe yeah. where you're going to, well, to market just did two or four three and a half a million dollar they just did a four and a half million dollar gate in london yeah for a fight night yeah <laughs> the london those but i mean that's an overseas so the overseas shows are always going to he- draw huge gates because yeah. they only come come there once you know a year once a once in the blue moon it's more of these domestic ones yeah. that, that you gotta gotta worry about but i mean there's there's no point it's it's time every every sporting event there's every sporting event is back in front of crowds all these bands and these touring acts are all all going in front of crowds they're not going they're not still playing show shows in empty empty buildings i mean it's just it's more yep. just you know endeavor trying to cut costs where they can when they don't really need to because they're trying to just just uh, the pockets of the shareholders and the and the and the higher ups they just want more money in their own pockets but uh i do think that now i think now it's i think now we've reached the point where staying in the apex is now a huge negative to the product i agree i agree totally um all right so we did have the show this weekend and uh main event you know we, we usually what we'll do is we'll talk about the main event and then we'll we'll do our three stars of the show and then run down the results so um not a lot to say about this main event i mean it was uh curtis blades uh knocked out chris daukis uh 17 seconds into the second round um you know didn't even attempt to take down the whole fight this was uh you know he was working on his striking daukis was you know, clearly out of his league here. Um, you know, it's a big step up in competition facing a guy like Curtis Blades. And, uh, you know, obviously if he won, you know, this this puts him back into, you know, on the short list of title contenders. But Dow- uh, Blades won and immediately uh, he called for a interim title fight uh, with, 
I, I, I think he said gone, but I mean, I think he also implied Stipe, you know, and Stipe was at cage side. Um, so, you know, he's definitely in the mix if they decide to go the interim title route. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, he was a guy that we thought might get cut and here he is now might be fighting for a title in, in the next six months to a year. So uh, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, Blades looked fantastic. I mean, this is, you know, we, you mentioned that he didn't attempt to take down. It was the first, first time he's ever had a fight where he never attempted to take, take down and he just wanted yeah. to show off his striking and boy, it looked really great. I mean, it looked much improved, yep. much improved. And, and I mean, it was a clean knockout of Dacus. It was impressive because Dacus is a tough dude and Dacus is just as good. Dacus never seemed to get out of, out of first gear and blades was ahead of him the entire time. But, uh, and then blades, just that massive right hand to start off the second and finished it. It was a very impressive win for blades. Uh, he did the right thing calling for an interim title fight. There is going to, I mean, barring something happening, there is going to be an interim heavyweight title title. Uh, I don't think blades will be in it, be in it. Uh, Stipe Miocic has to be in an interim title fight. That's there's that I think that's a no brainer. And then obviously, if you're gonna, if John's ready to fight, it's got to be John Jones. It's got to be John, John versus Stipe for the interim title. It's only that's the only fight that makes sense. And and it's also in case Nagano, in case Nagano doesn't come back. I mean, you know, John and Stipe. It's those are the tough. You know that's that would have been a that have been a fight for a heavyweight title. So, so that's the perfect fight for an interim title. I would do Curtis Blades against Cyril Gone as like a de facto number one contender to that to that. Yeah, you know I think that makes. And then the winner the winner either gets gets to fight for the interim title next, or you know gets to fight the winner of. You know and the then, the interim then, title fight and and Nganu. Yeah, and then you also yeah, have so you could also book Taitu Ivas and Tom Aspinall against each other yep. in, in there, and just you know you got so many options, kind of like so a many mini options. tournament. Yeah, mini t- so so many options come coming out of there. I mean, I mean, if Nagano resigns, you could do Nagano against the win, winner of Jones and Stipe, and then you could have. Have you know winner of Gone Blades fight the winner of Tuivasa Aspinall for the next title shot? There's so many, so many different options there. But if I'm booking yeah. heavyweight division, that's what I would do. You know what's funny is, um, uh, you know, our you know, guy we know both know very well, Dave Meltzer, when he was talking about this card, he mentioned that you know UFC doesn't have a lot of depth at heavyweight, and I found that very. I, I kind of funny statement because I thought I think right now their heavyweight division is the most interesting it's been in years. Yeah, the de- um, depth of the heavyweight know, with, division right now, yeah, definitely stronger than it's been in years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting names. Um, okay, so yeah, we we had that, and then uh, you know it was a great card. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think you know we saw the you know pretty much the fight of the year. Uh, a lot of people are calling it. Um, I you know maybe in the fight of the decade, and of course you know that was I mean that was the next night with uh, uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock. But um, on this show, uh, we we had Brian Barberina and Matt Brown. Uh, you know, just being a little facetious there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, if if we're talking three stars. Um, I almost want to give like both guys, you know, you know, maybe they can share the first star because um, I mean, Brian Barberino won a split decision. I gave it to Brown. Uh, Obviously the fans (laughs) scored it for Brown. Uh, I didn't look at the media scores. I mean, I didn't really have a problem with Barberino winning, uh, even though I thought Brown did enough to win, but Brown just, 
I mean, he there was no way he was going to quit. He took so many hard shots, and he just kept coming. And he was hurting Barbarina, and Barbarina was hurting him. And I think Barbarina might have, like, stole the fight in the last 10 seconds of the fight, you know, with, with a flurry that, I mean, people say he almost finished Brown. He wasn't going to finish Brown. Like, he would have needed a gun to finish Matt Brown in this fight. Like, he wasn't going down, but he would have just kept taking punishment until, you know, he was sucking wind, like, two minutes into the fight, but he just kept going. And uh, this was just an incredible fight. And with the crowd, again, you know, like without a crowd, this isn't even close to the same fight. Um, the crowd willed this into being what it was, and it was incredible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, I, I get, I've been doing star ratings to, you know, kind of like a oh, six oh, stars, personal, six stars. Oh, personal, no, I don't break. I don't break the five scale. This got the full five. Okay, I don't break. Okay, I don't break the five five scale. I, I do it from one to five. I don't. I don't go below one, and I don't go above five. Five. I'll just okay. Just put it that way. And it's to help help me remind myself when I'm looking at the end, like oh maybe to yeah. not skip over this fight. You know that happened in in January, like like possibly at the end of the year. Like I gave Calvin Cater and G- Giga Chikaze. That's the only other fight I gave five stars this year so far, so far too. And and at the, come December, I could have I might have been able to I might have completely forgotten about that fight if it wasn't for keeping this list. But anyway, I thought it was the best UFC fight of the year so far. I thought it. Was, Thought it was above Cater and Chikadze, and maybe if Cater and Chikadze had been in front of fans, there'd be a different story. But uh, I had it for Brown. I thought he did enough in the third, third to squeak it. But that third was super close, and that was the deciding round. Uh, media scores: the vast majority of the media had it for Barbarina, so it wasn't like it was a okay. It wasn't a bad decision at all. It was really a fight. One of those is like when you look at it, it's like this fight's so great. I really kind of don't care how it scored because both guys won, in my opinion. So, so yeah. usually, when, usually when a fight's that great and that close, you can't complain about who won or who lost. Obviously, the crowd wanted Matt Brown to win because you know it's his hometown guy lives ten minutes from the arena. I mean that that's the reason why they booed, booed. But uh, yeah, just such a fantastic fight. And and uh, Barbarina was talking about how this is the last. This was the last fight on his UFC deal. Yeah. And, and, and you know how I mean they've been letting a lot of guys run out run out their deals and then waiting to see what happens in their last fight because they still do have a bloated roster that they need to trim trim and you know if they let but they're not they seem to not be cutting as much and have been allowing people to fight out their contracts and then evaluating from there from there based on the on the uh final fight but uh yeah, they better resum Brian Barbarina. He's always in these kind of crazy fights. He's in a great fight every year. So, so you know, resign resign both these guys. Hell, match them up again in the future. And you know, it was just a fantastic yeah. fight. He's eight and six in UFC, but I mean, he's fought some like huge names like Colby Covington, Leon Edwards, Vicente Luque. Uh, you know, he'll just fight anybody. And for me, I'll always remember him as the guy that ended the Sage Northcutt experiment, um, you know, back in 2016 and uh, kind of exposed him and sent him on the path that he is currently on, which is yeah. pretty much out of the sport. Yeah. I, um, I do, okay. So I do think, well, the, I do think the resign Barbarina and I proposed next doing him against Nico price because something about that fight just screams 
you know, a lot like this fight, just insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Insanity. I mean, I would want to see that if they go back to Brazil, you know, like do it there, uh, you know, just have him, Brian Barberina be the, uh, the, the, uh, hometown killer. Um, okay. So let's agree that, that, that these two guys are going to share our first star and, uh, who are your other two stars? Oh, I didn't have them as a star, so I'll so I'll you say didn't. that. Okay, that's fine. No, All no, right, give you three then. Uh, first, uh, I'm gonna go Alexa Grasso. Just uh, okay, absolutely fantastic, fantastic show showing. Just ran through Joanne. Joanne, don't call her Calderwood anymore. Uh, Joanne <laughs> Wood uh, submitted her in the first round. Grasso's first submission win win in her career. She moved down to flyweight because she wanted to make a title run, or she moved up to flyweight, wanted to make a title run. Strawweight was getting to be too much for you know weight wise. So just this is her third three and zero at flyweight now. Beat a legitimate title contender. Uh, you know, Karen just beat, just dominated. And Grasso, I think you know Valentina Shevchenko needs some new challengers, and I think Grasso put herself in a situation where she's one fight away so that was a big win for her uh second star is also going to be a female flyweight who did the same thing as grasso mana fioro uh she didn't finish jennifer maya but it was a dominant uh decision win she looked fantastic uh everything about her screamed like like she's going to give valentina shevchenko some fits and uh she's a She's another one that's probably a fight away. I saw a lot of people trying to book Grasso and Fioro against each other next. If I'm matchmaking, I try to keep those two apart because I hate the idea of killing two contend, killing a contender in a fight between. And I hate the idea of booking two contenders who are one fight away against each other, and then because you're going to kill one, I mean you want to have multiple options in case of injuries and stuff, you know, so, so, uh, man, if is my second star, my third star, I'm going to go with the guy who ended up making a comeback and winning. And that's Neil Magny, uh, split this, who had a split decision win over Max Griffin. That was a, an extreme back and forth fight, but Neil Magny gets my third star because he tied the greatest of all time, my favorite fighter of all time, George St. Pierre, for most welterweight wins in UFC history. He's going to pass GSP because Neil Magny fights all the damn time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, for a guy like Neil Magny, guy who hasn't fought for a title, but 19 wins in the UFC's welterweight division, especially, you know, he's been in it since 2013, 2014. So if you look at that, that division of the last eight years, that division has always been f- filled with killers just constantly. Mm-hmm. And he's fought some of the best. He's beaten some great fighters. He's lost to some great fighters, but still still 19 wins in the welterweight division. That's that's a huge accomplishment right there. So he gets my third star. Um, and, and I mean, it's funny because when he started getting interviewed, I think the fans maybe thought Griffin had won. They were, you know, it seemed like they weren't really liking Magny. And then when it was announced that he had passed GSP, all of a sudden the fans churned and it was like, he got respect and Magny even seemed a little surprised. Like, I don't think he knew. And, uh, and he was obviously very proud of the fact that he had tied GSP and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that was, that was a great story as well. So for my three, I'm going to go with um, uh, Kaikar France, um, who was uh, had a great fight with um, 
uh, Askar Askarov, and it, it was he pulled this one out in the third round. I mean, Askarov was you know had a really good first round, and then you know uh, Askar or Kai, Kai Car France just just you know did what he had to do to pull out the win, and you know another flyweight. You know we were talking about the women's flyweights, this is the men's flyweights. He is basically put himself right in the conversation for either the winner of, of Figueroa and Moreno, or possibly even just a fight with Figueroa if if they you know don't book that fight because. I know there's yeah. a little bit of argument over money there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, yeah, yeah. Real, real quick, I was gonna. Uh, I kind of figured you were gonna yeah. put Car Francis, but yeah, Figueroa's like openly talking about like not wanting to fight Moreno next and saying I want to fight Kai Car France next and not Moreno. So that'll be kind of something interesting because they had announced this past week that that Figueroa and Moreno were gonna fight in the summertime, likely in July, even though the fight hadn't been signed yet. Um, my second star is going to be Sarah McMahon, um, who was just completely dominant over Carl Rosa. Um, you know, she, I think Rosa was unbeaten in UFC, um, coming into this and McMahon just schooled her, um, just took her down over and over again, just her wrestling. Um, you know, in fact, I, I made the comment, it's, it's weird. Like, you know, uh, you and me, like our scores get put up, uh, you know, all the time on, on ESPN, but they're just putting up my, my random comments lately, which is kind of intimidating because now I got to actually think about what I say before I say it, <laughs> which, uh, you know, last week I got in trouble because I said, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have a barn burner of a fight or something like that. And then it turned out it was like just a horrible fight. Um, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Um, and then this time I just said, Sarah McMahon's wrestling is next level. And at least that one, you know, proved to be correct because she just dominated Sarah, uh, they put, Rose. They put comments like that. Up. They, they put comments like that for me up before. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm not used to it for me. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'll just, I'm used to seeing the scores and that, and that's it. And, uh, yeah. And we both got some interesting comments this week and I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to start taking the John Morgan, (laughs) John Morgan approach. Yeah. Just ignoring everything over everything or just muting them because poor, because poor John Morgan, John Morgan, John Morgan's the best. He's the best. Like he's, 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 when it comes to like covering fights and being like MMA journalism, like he's, he's the best, he's the best. He's a seriously, and he's such a great, great dude. But ever since the Colby Covington thing where he, he started challenging or started telling John Morgan, oh, I'm not answering your question yeah. until you get 10 pushups. Every time John Morgan t- tweets anything or does anything, the response, the responses are just loaded with 10 pushups, 10 pushups, 10 pushups. And, and oh, you know what? He does such a great job of, he just ignores all that, all that and just does his job. And I think, you know, I'm going to start, I need to start taking that approach and not letting it get to me. You know, he not, just he's not just worrying about yeah yeah not worrying about people taking thirty minutes of a YouTube sh- YouTube show that has less listeners oh. and we less people more people listen to this podcast and watch that YouTube show but you know and you know just uh, you know dedicating thirty minutes to me just because my tweet scores and and then of course it lets his this guy's followers send me like, like this guy's such a fucking loser. Like people who don't even know me, <laughs> like, come on, come yeah. on. Everybody who knows me yeah. and or, met or, me will tell you, or we'll guys tell you, that are, will tell you exactly guys the that kind are of saying, I am. yeah. Guys that are saying, who the fuck is Ryan Frederick? And meanwhile, they're following you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, <laughs> he was, like, yeah. yeah. And he instantly unfollowed yeah. me because I said that to him. Yeah. 
You yeah, said that to yeah, me. I but that was but when I look when I look at the back of the day, the people who are talking shit and sending me hate messages, yeah, hate messages have have you know a few followers. I mean, there's one there was yeah. one guy like talking t- talking shit, and I looked at his profile. He had one follower, and it was one of those fake female accounts. Like you're just yeah. talking into the void. Like you know who cares? Yeah. You, your opinion. He's doesn't just hoping matter. to get noticed. Your opinion doesn't matter, and I don't. You know, I don't care. I'm just I'm just doing my thing. I'm like like I've said, we've all you, me, all these other people who do it. We've been tweeting those round scores long before those tweets on the screen were a thing because it's part of covering the sport. You know, it, it's helps interact with people with each other on fight night on fight nights. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who follow me who aren't necessarily watching live, but they want to know how I'm how I'm thinking. Or people who are watching live who want to know how I'm thinking. It's just when once the UFC and ESPN decided to start putting those on the screen, it just became amplified. But it amplified yeah. a lot of hatred to be sent the way of anybody whose name gets up there. And the one guy's like, it was like the one guy who was sending me shit. He's just like, he's not even mad at me. He's mad at them for constantly putting people like me yeah. and others up because, because though they should be putting fans up there. Like, like they're not going to put random people that they don't know up there. I'm sorry that the people who are in charge of that aren't just going to constantly put fan fans up there. They put, celebrities other fighters and people who who are involved in mma media i'm sorry that's the way they do it (laughs) bitching at me about it is not gonna is not gonna change it so just leave me the fuck alone that's all i care about (laughs) there you go Uh, all right my third star uh chris gutierrez uh getting the second round uh back fist uh awesome knockout over uh donna bacarel um great great performance fun fight uh bantamweight fight uh chris gutierrez 18 and 3 um and uh what's he got seven straight fights with a loss um sneaking uh into the uh contender list uh at bantamweight which is uh just a crazy division so he gets my third star um and the um uh, well, yeah, yeah. Go over the rest of the results, and then I'll I'll do the uh, the fight fight awards. Yeah, uh, we started off uh, from the prelims. We started off with a featherweight fight, Luis Saldana with a unanimous decision over Bruno Souza. It was a close fight. Saldana won the first. He won the third on all three scorecards. Uh, I thought he won the first and third, but the third was close. He kind of got tired, but Souza didn't capitalize. It was. It was an all right fight. Uh, the next fight was a really great fight. Matthias Nicolau scored a unanimous decision over David Dvorak, aka the Undertaker. Uh, Nicolau, yeah. the first round of that, the first round of this fight was one of the was one of the worst rounds of the year. But it really picked up in the second round, especially after Nicolau dropped Dvorak. And the third was exciting and back and forth and could have gone either way. I scored it for Dvorak, but I thought actually, when you look back at the overall overall in the fight, I thought Nicolau was the overall winner. So big win for Nicolau. He's like six and one in the UFC, and he's right there on the cusp from a, for a title shot. Then we had uh, the man in Fioro with the unanimous decision over Jennifer Maya. This was a really good fight, even though Fioro clearly won, but Maya had some good moments. Uh, then we had a middle, middleweight fight. Ali Askev Kizriev uh, submitted Dennis Tillulin in the second round with a rear naked choke. Kizriev just dominated the fight, took Tillulin to down in the first round and pounded him away. And then the second round, he got him down again, got the choke. Uh, Tillulin didn't tap, so he went out cold. Uh, Kizriev, after the fight, 
said he was going to move to welterweight and smash everybody. So he's try- already trying to steal Kamzat's gimmick of, you know, wanting to smash <laughs> everybody. But uh, the, if those two were to fight somewhere in the future down the line, that might be interesting. But because Kizrio's now what like he's like fourteen and zero now, and he looks he's yeah he's pretty good. Uh, then we had the bantamweight fight, Chris Gutierrez uh, knocking out Dana Batjure at second round with a spinning back fist and some elbows. Really good fight there. Uh, we had Sarah McMahon unanimous decision over Carl Hosa. McMahon won the first two rounds, dominated with their wrestling. Rosa. Won the third on all scorecards. I thought she won the third, but but yeah, it was a, a big win for McMahon. She needed it. Uh, then on to the main card, uh, Mark DeCassi, uh unanimous decision over Via Cheslav Borshev. This is probably the worst fight on the card, but DeCasey just used his wrestling, and he did the smart game plan. He was in a must-win, must-win, having lost three in a row. And also, he was also on his last fight of his UFC contract, so a loss, he would have been gone for sure. Gets a win, might get some, might get a new deal. Called out Drew Dober to fight in England. Good call out. So just good overall showing for DeCasey. Yeah. Then we had uh, Neil Magny, split decision over Max Griffin. Uh, Griffin knocked Magny down in the first and nearly finished him. And then Magny had a strong second round and came back, and it was even after two and the and the third was back and forth. Could have gone either way. I scored it for Griffin. No arguments on Magny winning. Magny's 19th UFC win. So, so yeah, he's really good. <laughs> so, so, I think he's yeah. really – I don't think he gets the credit he deserves, as I kind of spoke about earlier. Then we had Kai Carr of France. Uh, oh, unanimous decision over Askar. Askarov, 29-28 across the board. Great fight there. Uh, Brian Barberina, split decision over Matt Brown. We talked about it, you know. Watch it. If you miss that fight, watch it, and then watch it again and again and again. You'll be entertained every time. <laughs> uh, then we had Alexa Grasso submitting Joanne Wood in the first round rear naked choke. And then Curtis Blades knocking out Chris Dawkins 17 seconds into the second round. Um, so I'll just uh, just a couple quick comments I'll add. I didn't see the um, Firo Maya or... Kizrayev Tiulin fights because of uh, issues with TSN up, up here, but I saw everything else. Um, and uh, the um, Magni Griffin, um, I, I thought there was actually a chance it might go to a draw because the first round, um, I think it was the first round that some people scored a 10 8, and the, the announcers were even talking about a possible 10 8. Um, and then, you know, the with the other two, and I think even a couple of media members scored that one a draw. So uh, that is that. Um, so the, the performance bonuses went to uh, Curtis Blades for uh, his finish over Chris Daukas, uh Gutierrez for his uh, finish over uh, Dana, and then Matt Brown and Barbarina for fight of the night. Okay. So anything and, uh, else you want to add on UFC? Yeah. 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 I was going to add one last thing. Uh, those of y'all who knew, uh, who were asking Iller Latifi and Alexi Olenek, that fight got canceled. The, uh, oh, right, right. Literally like 30 minutes before the show due to some illness with Latifi. It has been rebooked for the Jacksonville show on UFC 273. It's going to replace on the main card the fight between Kelvin Gastelum and Nasser Dean Imavov. That fight's off because Imavov has visa issues and they pulled Gastelum okay. from the card. 
Okay. So that is that. Um, all right. So that was UFC Columbus. Um, and so what do we got next up here? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. Looking ahead to this coming weekend. So I mentioned that there is a bunch of um, shows this weekend. You've got them itemized in your MMA Roundup column. And uh, so I, I just had a look and uh, just noticed some of them. So you mentioned that uh, XMMA4 which is airing on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. There's yeah, a I ton of UFC, former yeah. UFC guys on this show. I don't know exactly if it's on YouTube, but uh, it's just in. That's the current okay. information I have, but it's not necessarily. Okay. So just for listeners. It'll be streaming so, somewhere. Yeah, it'll be somewhere. Yeah. So. Um, so we got John Dodson in the main, in the main event. Uh, we got uh, Zach Audow. Uh, John Howard's fighting on this card. Tateke Matsuda, Kyle Bochniak. We got a Curtis Melinder and Jared Gooden fight. They're fighting each other. We got my boy Sasha Palatnikov. Uh, that's the guy, right? The the dude that you know looks like he's from. Uh, uh, the, they say he's from the Hong, one that, uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, they say he's from Hong Kong. He he's a European, but he talks like he's yeah. he talks like he's from Nebraska. Good old boy. Yeah, yeah. We we've talked about him before, um, and uh, yeah. So a bunch of bunch of names on this show. Yeah. The, um, so that that's like a super interesting. Yeah, oh, Carlton Minus as well. Yeah, yeah, the XMMA promotion. I don't know if you you remember, but they've been this is their fourth show, but their shows have been like full of UFC guy UFC guys ever since they've started running. So this is uh, yeah, John Dodson. Uh, he's also John Dodson against Francisco Rivera in the main event. Rivera is another yeah. another long time. UFC and WEC veteran too. What is the the for some reason um, Francisco Rivera had something real famous that I'm he uh, a blank on. It was uh, he got suspended for for clenbuterol in a right had like a yeah. four year USADA suspension that ended that ended his uh, yeah. UFC career he claimed and it claimed was uh you know he's Mexican and lives in Mexico and all the you know the horse meat and cow meat down there that constantly gets right 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 gets yeah. tainted with with stuff you know most famously you know Canelo Alvarez was was accused of taking steroids because he because he had failed a drug test for clenbuterol and that and he proved that it was from tainted meat down in mexico so but uh francisco rivera was unable to prove that himself so but he's fought like he he, he fought some big names he fought uh takea mizugaki uriah faber john lineker brad pickett yeah i remember um you know i was so, i was cage side at that lineker fight at ufc 191 and that was one of the, oh that was crazy. that was one of the best fights i've ever seen live it was just absolutely crazy yeah yeah, that, that was awesome. And John Dodson was, you know, long time, kind of the UFC gatekeeper at Bantamweight. So um, that, that's a fun main event, actually. Um, and uh, then we got Cage Warriors. So they've got two shows. And the first one on Friday is, I, I think, the better one because um, we've got Darren Stewart uh, fighting on the co-main event. The main event is Daniel Skabinski and Justin Berlinson, which is kind of an interesting fight. Um, not much else on there. Um, but then they have another card the next night. So they're both in Manchester. And the second night is there's like nothing. I guess Daj Ta Milan is from Ireland. Uh, 8-0, probably an interesting prospect. I haven't really heard anything about him. But, um, you know, if he's 8-0 and he's fighting the main event of Cage Warriors, he's probably somebody we want to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. And <laughs> he's fighting fighting another unbeaten guy, Christian Leroy Duncan. So don't know anything about either of these two. But 
I, I don't know if uh, you do, but that's Cage Warriors. Those shows are usually pretty good. And then C- CES 67 uh, has, uh, that's on Fight Pass on Friday at 8 p.m. Like I'm I'm supposed to be in like three different buildings uh, at Friday at 8 p.m. So I don't know where the hell, I, mean, I, I definitely am going to be watching this, but um, there's uh, Bellator veterans in the top three fights, uh, Billy Goff, Johnny Lopez, and Pat Casey. So um, yeah, just some interesting fights if you, uh, you know, just can't do a weekend without UFC and can't got to watch some fights. You can check those out. Ryan's got the schedule in his uh, Monday morning roundup column. Anything else you want to add on those shows? No, no, nothing I can think of. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so we wanted to look ahead to the month of April. We got no show to preview for this weekend, but we've done this before. We haven't done it in a while. And Ryan, you had uh, three questions. So you sent them to me. I've done a little bit of thinking. Um, so let's uh, let's do I'll, it. I'll let you ask them because I kind of forgot they all awarded them all. Okay, <laughs> no, no problem. So uh, what was your what was your favorite moment in MMA in the month of March? Favorite a fight, a finish, anything. This is tough because there's a lot of fun stuff. I, I it's going to be recency, but I do think the Matt Brown Brian Barberina fight because it was my favorite fight of the year so far. So, but yeah, okay. for me it was uh, it was Patty uh, the week before in uh, yeah. in in London. Um, you know the whole thing, just Molly and her getting the finish, and then him getting a finish, and then her cheerleading and the fans singing, and just it was such a great, great time. And uh, one of those days that just made you happy to be a fan of the sport, honestly. So that that was what it was for me. Um, and again, a little bit of recency bias because honestly, my first thought was the Brown Barberina fight as well. And then I I figured you were going to pick that, so then I went to uh, Patty. And I, I you know if, if we'd done this last week, it would have been Patty for sure. So. So it's, it's obviously recency. Yeah. And we had a pay-per-view this month. That was really good too. And we didn't even mention it. So, uh, what fight are you most looking forward to in April? Uh, April's full of shows. I mean, we're not, not talking about, I'm not talking about just UFC. I mean, we got some big Bellator stuff, stuff coming on. I mean, we have arguably yeah. Bellator's biggest, biggest show coming up here in San Jose with uh, McKee and Pitbull rematch again. When is, is a, that, is that Easter weekend, that one? That's April 15th. Yeah, so, that's, that's good Friday. I guess it is. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to miss that one live. I just re- realized it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I'm uh, and and uh, I, I mean, for me, as big as that one is, I'm more looking forward to the uh, the show the next week, the two shows from Hawaii. Yeah. Those yeah. shows are awesome. Yeah, but uh, but but in the end, the the fight I'm looking forward to most is the main event of UFC 273, Alexander Volkanovski against Korean Zombie. I mean, Volkanovski is just so great, and the zombies always in entertaining fights. And I really don't know how. I don't see any way this is a bad fight. So it's okay. you know I'm going to go with that. Okay, so anybody that's uh, listened ever listened to this show, and you've listened to me on every single one of them. Um, I give. I need to give you one guess to tell you what fight I'm most looking forward to this month. Oh, you oh, tell Kam- me what it is. Kamzai, yeah. That is exactly what it is. Comzat and Gilbert Burns. And I got to tell you, man, usually when I look at your column and you've got your fights to make, um, I... I agree with them, you know, 99.9% of the time. But when you said Neil Magny against the Gilbert Burns Comzat Chemayev winner, I have to disagree with that. Only because if Comzat wins, 
I don't. Th- I think Magny's a step down. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he's got to fight somebody bigger than Magny. That that's the only reason I would disagree with that. I'm all in on Comzat, man. Um, you know, and there's a lot of other fights I'm looking forward to. Like really, if you had picked uh, that fight, I probably would have gone with um, Alema Le McFarland's return fight because I'm really looking forward to that. Like for me, I never watch Bellator live. I'm making a point of watching that show live because I want to see Elaine and Lay McFarland. I don't want anybody to spoil it for me. I want to watch that entrance and I want to see that fight. So um, for me, like she's the one person I'm probably most interested in Bellator, honestly, um, just because I think she's a star and uh, I like stars. So, but yeah, you're right. You, you know me, uh, Comzat and Gilbert Burns. Um, okay, so this is the interesting one. I, I, I love this question. Um, predict an MMA news item that happens in the month of April. So I've got two because I think I think one is obvious um and i think you might pick it so i've got a backup in case you do okay i'll let you go first so you go first i'll let you go first no you go first okay uh, i wait, predict that wait. at some point go ahead then go ahead okay at some point in the month of april ufc is going to announce uh they are done with the apex and they're going to be touring starting in july after the uh international fight week okay uh, so that is gonna that is gonna break at some point in the month of april the uh I think the news item we'll see in the month of April is Francis Nagano resigns with signs a new UFC contract. Okay, cool. So my backup was uh, a Conor McGregor fight gets announced. Yeah, yeah. I was at some point. In the I was month thinking of April. about that. I, I I honestly still think April might be a little early because even because okay. I don't see him coming back until August at the earliest at this point okay see and i was thinking i was thinking july yeah that july 30th show makes a lot of sense based on stuff i've heard for for how they're booking july july i don't see connor coming back until august because i don't because i think his return is either going to be at if it's not in august it's probably not until november i think his return is going to be be in vegas or or msg MSG. and uh i I think july 2nd still too early is still pushing it for him so, hey, um, and, and this will lead right into the news then, um, because one of the news items is uh, that, you know, you mentioned is that uh, the UFC pay-per-view in, I think this was in the, I know I heard this this week. I assume I read it in your column. Uh, oh, yeah. UFC 277 is going to be at the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, which I'm actually going to be there on uh, Saturday. Uh, but um, they, so what do you, what that's, do you think? Like That's, that's not official. That's not official, but that's what okay. I've heard. And obviously, I live, very likely. I live, it's very likely, yeah. like there hasn't been an official announcement. Very likely, I heard that last week. And then I heard, I've heard from some people who work for for the Texas Athletic Commission that 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 uh, that that's a that it's happening. You know, it's not. But then okay, again, so, so I would say would, it's probably like like at the two yard line. You know. Okay, so what would you if you're booking and you know you think very similar to uh, how you know uh, Sean Shelby and uh, Nick Maynard think? What what would you have as your main event of that show? Ah. Uh, Okay, so I know, I know what fights they're going to do in July, and and I've been a big proponent of wanting to – we talked about it last week. I was a big proponent of wanting to do Usman Edwards and Adesanya Cannoneer on the same show, on, on the July 2nd show. But I think yeah. – I do think that it's going to – I think the July 30th main event will end up being Adesanya and Cannoneer. I would do, 
I would do Usman just because there's a Dallas connection with Usman. In fact, he's lived in Dallas. He lived in Dallas for a long time. That's where his family lives. Oh, lives okay. or I didn't know. did live or did live. Uh, I don't know if they've moved to Florida or Colorado full time or if they still live in Dallas. So, somebody but, told me he was from Nebraska. So he went to college in Nebraska. It's, it's, oh, okay. okay. He went to he went to the, I know, I know. he went to that first little school that he went to in Nebraska. But he's you know when they immigrated over here, they immigrated to Dallas. So uh, I'm just I'm just I'm just I kidding. do think, but I think Marty from Nebraska. Yeah. I. Th- if I were to guess, I didn't. I think it's going to end up being Adesanya Cannoneer. And if I were the one booking, I would do Adesanya Cannoneer on top and Poirier Nate Diaz in the co-main. But I don't think that I don't think that co-main would ha- will happen. Uh, but uh, okay. I put Poirier on the card in Dallas because you can at least get to Louis. Yeah, because that's Louisiana, close to Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so okay, yeah, because I was just wondering, like, it did to me, there was nothing like obvious in terms of like a Dallas connection, um, other than the fact that you know they haven't run Dallas in a long time. So, Dallas always that's gets, obviously why they're doing it. They always get huge shows here and they always draw big, and and you know, they don't really ever, there's no like main eventer or champion that's from Dallas right now, right yeah. now, but uh, but I mean, it's still, it's still a massive UFC market and they draw well here. At, all the time so it doesn't really and they'll load up the undercard with you know these fortis fighters and you know like there's a lot of like mid-level fighters from dallas yeah the dallas fort worth area probably just pumped kevin holland will probably be on the card so you know stuff like that yeah so all right so yeah that that's cool um so uh what else we got in the news um okay we talked about uh well, here, what do you, uh, oh, we talk about Nate Diaz. Oh, yeah, Nate, uh, Devison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. We touched on this, but we didn't, you didn't really talk about it. Um, so you had mentioned in your column that Figueredo is looking for a seven-figure payday and uh, to get to do that fight. And uh, they even joked about it on the card. They said something like, uh, you know, if they're, when they're done, they're like best of seven or something. Maybe, you know, then they'll get a fight for Kai Car France. But um, I, uh, yeah, so. So anything else you want to say about this one other than what you got in your column there? No, I mean, no, not really. I mean, the plan is for, for July and it would be co-main event under one of those two big title fights, title fights. I mean, so yeah, I mean, another option for 277 where, uh, I wanted to bring, go to circle back around. Like I, like I said, I would, I would put, Us- I would put Usman, Usman Edwards and Adesanya Cannonier on the July 2nd show. And then for 277, mm-hmm. honestly, if it were up to me and I could get this fight done, I, that's where I would do John Jones and Stipe Miosic for the interim title. Yeah, that I mean, that was my initial thought when I asked you. Because, you know, I'm thinking like Jones at the end of July makes sense. And then if you can get Connor in August, yeah. um, you know, you then do, you've got like three huge shows yeah, in a row. Yeah. And then I would do Joe, I would do Jones and Stipe and then honestly do Figueredo and Moreno because you can still get that huge Hispanic crowd here in Dallas for Moreno. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and you know they're going to have a killer fight. So yeah. the problem, um, the problem with putting, like I said, then the problem with putting Usman and Usman and Adesanya on the same show is they're they're three of the top five paid fighters on 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 a show. So that'd be just a really expensive, really expensive. So that's that's the one thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah but it matters still, for they, yeah, it matters for them because they still budget shows, even though it doesn't really fucking matter. Jeez. You know? 
No, I know. Um, all right. And then the other uh, item of interest here in your column was the Bellator Grand Prix um, lost two of their eight competitors in the um, Grand Prix, including uh, <laughs> Bellator Bantamweight Champion Sergio <laughs> they lost, Pettis. They lost the biggest one of it all. So Yeah. And he's gone for a year, so or close to a year with a torn ACL. So um, the James James Gallagher is also out, and he's a big star for them in the UK. Uh, so now Juan Archuleta and Patchy Mix are going to be fighting for the um, the interim title. I feel like they fought before in like an unless I'm remembering this wrong, but in like a number one contenders match or something. Um, but it, it's that is a weak. Yeah, they fight at Bellator 246. It's not Patchy Mix, it's uh, Raytheon Stotts that he's fighting. Oh, well, you got Patchy Mix in your in your thing. Did I? Oh, shit. Juan Archuleta took Pettis' place against Patchy Mix. Oh, it, okay. It, All right, so Archuleta, who's it? Raytheon Stotts? Archuleta was supposed to fight Patchy Mix, or Horiguchi fights Patchy Mix. Oh, okay. I don't know why I mix that up. I don't know why I mix that up. That's yeah, okay. That's Raytheon okay. Stotts. So. See, Horiguchi and Patchy Mix I could get into for the interim title, but Patchy... But Juan Archuleta and Rafael Stotts, I guess you know what Juan Archuleta was winning that fight um, until Pettis knocked him out, and so I guess you know whatever. But yeah, and um, and Stotts that's, was, that's Stotts, a shitty. Stotts was already supposed to be fighting Pettis for the title, so that's yeah. They didn't want to pull the title shot from him. I don't. And I guess yeah, to put Patchy Mix in there would be bad because Archuleta just beat him. Yeah. I mean, they I didn't, didn't really have any good options. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I wrote that in my column. I was writing it so late last, oh. late yesterday. Oh, okay. No, no big deal. No big deal. But yeah, it's that's a big hit because honestly, like all of a sudden that title, it's basically. I mean, at this point, the whole tournament is to determine a number one contender now. Yeah. And the number one contender is going to win a million dollars, which is. Sergio Pettis ain't making a million dollars in Bellator at all, yeah. like in his whole career, probably. So that sucks for him. Yeah, I get, um, and but, also uh, I get, I get why they did an interim title here because they wanted. Yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. idea, the whole idea was to have a title fight in each round, in each round. But uh, yeah, I honestly believe they should have pivoted and just made the whole tournament for for the million dollars and for the interim title. Just, but uh, yeah, because at this point now, I mean, it's kind of a bullshit title. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's uh, and there was um, what was the there was oh, we we had another uh, Bellator title fight uh, fall through this week. It's not in your column, but uh, I remember posting about it. Um, oh, I posted was it. it? Oh, it MVP in the fight announcements. I put it in the fight announcements. So okay, I, I didn't right. highlight it. So it's the, um, yeah. Yaroslav Ama, Where, oh, Amasov pulled out because he's staying in Ukraine to help. Yeah, to help and all that. The so war. help with the war against Russia. So it's Logan Storley who is actually a very uh, good prospect, and he had a great fight. I, I think I talked about it um, after his last fight. Um, so he's fighting Michael Page. That's a great fight. Um, you know, it's kind of a BS title, but um, you know, whatever. I mean, Yaroslav Amosov is undefeated, and hopefully he comes back and defends against the winner of this. But Michael Venom Page and Logan Storley, uh, May thirteenth. In, is that in London, that one? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's in London. 
it, yeah. So, um, and then what are some of the other uh, fight announcements you want to highlight? Okay, uh, UFC 273 on April 9th. It also had another late change. Aspen Ladd was supposed to fight Irene Aldana. Aldana is out, so Aspen Ladd is going to fight Raquel Pennington now. Uh, Bellator 278, the first night of the two shows in Hawaii. Uh, the main event has been announced. Uh, Bellator Women's Flyweight Champion Juliana Velasquez is going to defend against Liz Carmouche. Uh, hmm. uh, UFC Fight Night, May 14th. It's got a main event now. Uh, the light heavyweight fight between Jan Blakovich and Alexander Rakic has been rebooked to headline that show. So, uh, another fight, another good fight on that show at light heavyweight that's been added. Uh, Ryan Spann against Ion Kuti Laba. Uh, UFC Fight Night on May 21st. Here's a fight that you'll, you'll be looking for. Oh. I know Michelle Pajaya yeah. against Santiago Ponzinibbio. I think every fight fan should yeah. be looking forward to that fight. I Just thinking about that fight, I was like, that's going to be a great, great fucking fight right there. Right there. And yeah, honest, that should honest, be in Brazil. That one. Yeah, honestly, that fight could main event that show. That show doesn't have a main event right now. Like, I you know, I it wouldn't bother me if that ended the main event, and I don't think it will. But, but uh, and then um, we got some fights for a couple fights for June and July. Uh, UFC Fight Night June twenty fifth. Tim Elliott against Amir Albazi. Uh, UFC two seventy six on July second. Jessica I against Casey O'Neill. Big fight for O'Neill. Uh, I continues to want to fight prospects that probably not good for her. She you know she's lost three in a row three in a row and isn't a must win but having a must win against these tough prospects that's very hard right now an interesting fight on UFC 277 July 30th uh, Sean Strickland against Alex Pereira I mean we know they're pushing Pereira really fast really fast trying to fast track him against to the fight against Israel Adesanya and and yeah, this is a weird fight for Sean Strickland to take. Maybe he's being punished is... for, his, for his comments or something because he goes from fighting in a main event against a top five guy and possibly being in a title shot to going against an unranked opponent. Granted, it's an unranked opponent. They're trying to fast track to an Adesanya fight, but this is a this is an interesting booking to say the least. I look at it the other. I look at it the complete opposite. I think it's a weird fight for Alex Pereira because Sean Strickland is. I mean, he's one of the best middleweights in the world. And I mean, Alex Pereira, yeah, I mean, he's a great kickboxer, but he kind of struggled, you know, at times in his, you know, in his previous two fights. And he, you know, he against Strickland, like he's going to have a hard time hitting him. Yeah, like, but, you know, but I mean, but if he, I mean, we're if he connects, try, it's done. Yeah, we, like I, me and you have talked about it. I guess Alex Pereira about Alex Pereira on the on the show, and I said, and I said after the Bruno Silva fight that he needed another buddy, one more fight against somebody on his level before you jumped up, jumped him up. But I mean, we we've known from the time that that they signed him that the whole point yeah. of signing him was to book him against Adesanya, and I guess they want to try to get that as quickly as possible, and. I was the only say, way if he do beats, that is if he beats if he beats Sean Strickland, yeah. especially if that's on the and especially if he knocks it not, not only beats Sean Strickland but knocks if him he out, knocks him out, yeah, and that's and it ends up on the on the undercard of an Adesanya, of the Adesanya Cannoneer fight. I mean, that's the only thing people are going to talk about. And and Adesanya beats Cannoneer. That's the fight everybody's going to end up talking about afterwards. So I mean, it's kind of like yeah. almost in a sense like like it could end up being. 
perfect for the UFC if they get yeah. the re- if they get this, the desired results, and also the desired results will knock Sean Strickland and his and his weird personality yeah. and his mouth out of that title picture. So I mean, and honestly, I mean, and if you look at it the other way, if Strickland knocks off this hyped contender. Um, you know, I mean, that'd be an impressive win for him and you could go to, you could go to him for a title shot, even though I don't want to see it and you don't want to see it. Um, he'd probably deserve it. I I, I would want to see it as a fight and I'd want to see yeah. it if it meant not, if, if Sean Strickland didn't say anything, if he would just, yes. if nobody let him, yes. if nobody let him speak, it'd be fine. The problem is, yeah. is when you let him speak, it's. It's the worst of the worst. I mean, like not. Yeah. I don't think he. Yeah. There is nothing good that comes out of his mouth, and there has been there's been some even horrible stuff coming out come out lately. Like I said, I thought he should have. I thought he should have been suspended or fired after after he was making fun of mental health issues of other fighters. Oh, but uh, that, that yeah, was just too much. We're past that point. We're past that point. There's yeah. There's just there's there's not. I can't I can't handle him anymore. And I kind of wish some people he's, would I guess, stop giving he can be our new, uh, He can be our new uh, whipping boy after Greg Hardy uh, is gone from UFC. We can start hoping for him to get his head knocked off. I'm not going to go that um, far. So I'm that, not going to go that, that far because, because at least Greg Hardy, I mean, I mean, Sean Strickland, as bad as he is, he's never beaten a woman and all that. True, true, true. He's just he's just kind of a, he's just a, a very he's just nice a, person. He's just a dumbass. Yeah, he's ignorant. Ignorance is probably the best way to put it. All right. So that is going to pretty much wrap it up. Um, so uh, Ryan will be back. Uh, well, you'll have a, you won't have a preview column this week because there's no UFC, but thank God I need a break. Coverage. Thank God. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, as much as I love UFC, I can watch fighting every week, but sometimes, you know, you want a little bit of that mental refresh and I would, I enjoy, I kind of enjoy these weeks off. I, I'll enjoy these eight weeks on one week off. If, if it gives me a mental, <laughs> mental reset. Well, the funny thing is, um, so I'm away this weekend and I think the next week that the next time UFC is off is another week I'm going to be traveling, uh, which would be Memorial day weekend. Yeah. And, Cause there's no UFC show Memorial day weekend, right? No, that's the next weekend off. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to double or nothing. So it's just amazing how that works out. Um, but uh, we we will be back next week with a show. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be, uh, but I will bring my equipment with me and I will hook up in a hotel and we'll do the show. Um, we will uh, we'll look ahead to uh, the you know the big fight with uh, Korean Zombie and and Alexander Volkanovsky. And we've actually got um, a few uh, spots still to fill on that card. I think I think there's only ten fights total. Uh, no, and no, it's four. It's full. Card, it's so. full. It's full. Is it full? Okay. Well, we'll t- we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So uh, you can check out. I'm going to be not on the Dynamite show this week uh, because I'll be traveling. But uh, Mike Gilbert from the Brace for Impact show is going to fill in for me. But I will be possibly doing a run in on the um, on his show on the uh, Brace for Impact show because I'm planning on attending the Impact show live in Dallas. Uh, Ryan, I will be showing up on your doorstep. Uh, so fire up the grill. Um, no, I'm just kidding about that. But, uh, you better um, watch out for my dog. He'll get after you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, hopefully, I mean, maybe we can uh, we can meet up and grab a, you know, do, just drop a pop or something. But uh, I know you're busy and uh, I won't count on it, but I'll be around. 
Um, but yeah, so check that out. Check out all the great stuff we're going to have on Fight Game Media this week, uh, covering the WrestleMania week and all the travel. And actually, if you're in the Fight Game Media Facebook group, uh, there's going to be a thread that is actually devoted to my travels. So I'm supposed to like fill it up with pictures and stuff. So everybody I meet along the way, I'll grab a picture. Um, and uh, again, my daughter, Emily, who probably more people are going to want to take a picture with her than me because she's a lot cuter than I am. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. So for Ryan, I'm Paul. And Ryan, as you do every week, take us home. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. I would normally say enjoy the fights this weekend, but just enjoy your week. Whatever you do, enjoy it. Actually, go back and watch Brown and Barberine again. Yeah. And enjoy that fight. Yeah, do that. All right, later. <laughs>